0: morning, welcome to Emmett Audio. I decided to walk the dogs at the old place today because it's one of those days where if you're down in the valley, particularly by a river, it's quite cold. And if you're up on a hilltop, it's quite warm. And frankly, I want it to be warm. So yesterday was my first full day cutting balsam greens at the at the Christmas tree farm. And the way that works is the way my Christmas trees grow, they are on these big stumps that keep growing tree after tree after tree, and then the stumps have big skirts of branches. And quite often, a stump will get overgrown. It'll either have multiple trees on it of different sizes or one that's gotten way too big. And so, every three or four years, I go through each area and clean up all the stumps and cut out all the undergrowth and just generally open everything back up again. And it makes a tremendous difference, and uh, it feels really good to do. But the balsam that gets cut down, I I break down into the smaller branches, bundle that up in 50-pound bales, and either use it to tie wreaths for myself or I sell it to other um, businesses or individuals who tie wreaths this time of year. And as such, I'm essentially selling a commodity. And so it's an interesting comparison for me to go from carving spoons, which are essentially a luxury good, um, to selling this, essentially a commodity that I'm harvesting from the earth, in the same way that you, I mean, it's you could say, hey, it's different because it grows back, but in the same way that it's, you know, if I was a mine and I was mining some... Or, in selling that, that would be a similar thing. People would reach out to me who needed that bulk good. And so the amounts are larger, right? I have some people who just want two or three or five bales, but in general, my customers, I have a number of customers who want a thousand pounds. And it's very different than the scale at which I work the rest of the time. So um, you know, or or almost 100 reeds, that sort of thing. And it's interesting, as this Christmas season goes on, it becomes less and less about commodity and more and more about individual experience and sort of getting back to that sort of people coming to cut their own tree at the farm. It's not quite a luxury good because it is a Christmas tree, and so it's what I found during the recession of 08-09 is that People might skimp on presents, but they're still going to get a tree. They might not get a wreath, but they'll get a tree. Uh, But it's not quite commodity at that point either. And it's interesting to feel the difference between the two. And I like the way the commodity feels. Um, I think every business is basically a combination of those things. You know, you're often selling something that people need but you're also providing a service but you're also providing more of a luxury good as well um and my own spoon carving business is no different i would say that the spoon blanks that i sell are kind of like a commodity people need them for their own reasons it's not that they want them it's that they they have a goal and i'm just helping them reach that goal uh which is different than then because nobody has the goal of like buying the things that they want to buy it's a different mentality and it's a different mentality for me to supply that and in some ways part of what feels different is that it feels more vital and so if I largely bring this up because if, if you struggle with feelings of like, well, I'm a maker, but like what you know, what what good do I do in the world? Well first of all I'd refer you back to my last episode where I talked about how Brian sent me this beautiful letter about how the thought of me making the spoon that he now held in his hand in a calm, beautiful, peaceful setting was such a valuable thing for him to have in the moment of chaos in the aftermath of the hurricane down in Florida. So there's that, but selling things that are a commodity is another great way to provide some antidote to that feeling of, well, what, you know, what positive, uh, impact am I having on the world? which is a very real thing. And when you're selling a commodity to people, it just feels like you're a part of the the circle of life. Um, and it's not that you're not when we have a luxury good, but you're part of the circle of life in the sense that like you're, you're a little closer to the to the hub. You're a little closer to the core to the to the beating heart of what people need in this world. And and that's a good feeling. And I think there are lots of ways to get that, depending on what it is, the thing that you do, but often it involves selling something in a less processed state, selling something that you have not brought to its ultimate form yet. And it often involves like I said, handling things in quantities that you might not want to handle, but and also inserting yourself into industrial or semi-industrial processes. I remember talking to someone who was a potter, but actually their biggest money-making part of their business was selling clay and other and glazes and other tools and supplies to other potters. And I thought, oh, that's a that's a good business. But certainly there must have been hoops to jump through to get the clay in the proper state that you can then ship it out. You have to jump through the hoops of actually, you know, getting the materials to your customers. You have to, right, there's a lot more logistical things, well, different logistical things to handle. And depending on your proclivity, um, you may feel more or less competent at handling those interactions. Um, but I know for me, that sort of thing is worth it because it makes me feel like my work matters more in the world. And that is, uh, I can't overstate the importance of that feeling. So today, uh, today's sunny. Yesterday was rainy, which was a real drag. Um, it was so uh, unfortunately unpleasant to be out working in the grove in the rain. Um, it was a cold rain, and and everything just got soaking wet, even when I was wearing rain gear, and eventually it stopped raining, and I decided to take off the rain gear just to just because it didn't seem like there was much use. In in wearing it, and uh, and so everything got thoroughly soaked. Thankfully, I'd switched my pocket notebook over to a right in the rain, so that that would have been the thing that would have gotten destroyed the most. At any rate, um, come on, Dugs, let's go. Uh, so. That was quite unpleasant. Today's sunny and we have a beautiful string of weather in front of us which means that for the next handful of days at least I'm going to be cutting balsam all day every day. And the other thing that goes along with the sort of bulk work that you get with commodity is it's harder on your body is what I've found. Although not necessarily so, but at least this is quite quite hard on my body and so I've been doing a lot of stretching and the type of stretching that I've been doing is the type that I would describe as sort of writhing around on the floor basically you just need a you need an open space need some furniture to push against and then you just kind of lie down and start twisting your body against things and wherever it kind of hurts you lean into it a little bit and and you twist your body in other ways. Um, And that kind of stretching I found to be much more effective than, I don't know, doing the sort of classic stretches that you see athletes doing before they, or after they have done something. Uh, And my body feels pretty good today. I'm Uh, Doing all the things I can think of to keep myself in good shape. Later, ooh, it just occurred to me I should make myself some electrolyte mix um, for rehydrating later on. And I feel revived enough to do it again. So, we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks for listening.